0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are awesome as always. Welcome everybody to another episode of Sports Talk with Lou. I think this is episode 30. Episode 30 if you guys can hear me. Um it's it's a cold Friday night, but if you are listening to this on a Saturday, good morning um yeah so man so much has happened since i believe oh since i was like what with gave you know last time so it's been a minute but today i'm not really going to cover uh any i mean i I, I will at the end but not as much like the last couple of episodes because that's not really what i want to cover because a lot of other sports have happened in um, mixed martial arts and in boxing and of course the MLS it's finally over not what I was expecting from the beloved Seattle Sounders but it is what it is uh i am happy with that actually let's kick that off before i go into mma since it's already it's already been a week out and you know a lot of uh you know a lot of uh podcasters and media have covered that so i want to jump into that first because that's that's really where uh that i've been wanting to talk about since that's i haven't covered that in, in a minute but yeah and i hope everybody's doing okay everybody's healthy and you know getting vaccinated and you know protecting one uh each and every one of you guys out there it's getting crazy out there with all these cases and and rising and and you know a lot of events are getting postponed again so make sure y'all stay healthy like Gabe said wash your ass wash your ass <laughs> and yeah man uh but yeah let's 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 um, kick it off with the MLS because yeah um so last time i even spoke up upon upon it man the whole it's crazy the whole the whole uh the how the playoffs even started and of course you know me being a a sounders fan um i was kind of disappointed with like the last couple of games that have um how they ended and um uh looking back at that at the sounder season like it's crazy like we started i was at that first game of of the of the year or you know in the beginning of the season like you know we you know there was a minimum of people that can come into lumen field everything was like all you know separated um and you know that's just how we started but you know what came up to my mind was like damn uh uh, nicholas lodero he's not gonna start in his first game and of course jordan morris was out after he um you know had a season ending injury and shout out to jordan morris for coming back and you know it wasn't really to his potential but i mean they were able to get him out for those for that last game i believe in in play some sort of uh minutes in the playoffs against real salt lake but um yeah it's and you gotta we also gotta pay our dues to you know give it give the man his flowers because he uh he definitely deserved it and it's uh what's his name uh the goalkeeper for our sounders um uh stephen cleveland and he give him a man, give him his round of applause because he earned them. I mean, what was it like? Thirteen games throughout the um, throughout the season that he had to he had to you know take the task while um, Stephon Fry had to you know be sidelined for his in you know that injury that he had in San Jose. Um, you know, some games were. You know he looked good in some games and then some important games he you know he crapped but you know this is this is how the game is played and and you know you're gonna have some of those games unfortunately i went to you know the the worst one the worst beating that you know and and since then he he got replaced after that because you know stefan fry was ready but was the was the side-by-side game against the timbers uh in august like that was the game. That was that was like a really monumental game. I mean, it was a packed crowd. It was you know Jimi Hendrix kit throughout. It was like a sea of Jimi Hendrix kits all around Lumen Field, and uh, you know he he made a couple of mistakes in uh, in the game where he was out of his line. He um, in some of those you know it was like what two to zero Portland, um, but I just I knew that he, long-term, he's not the guy. And, um, you know, I, I, no matter what, man, you got to tip your hat off to the guy because he did he did his best um, to fill in. And, uh, you know, the season just didn't look uncertain. But a lot of those, you know, players like um, stepped up. Freddie Montero, um, Joe Paolo, Kellen Rowe um will bruin i mean the list goes on and for them to put up that that ridiculous amount of points what they put in the western conference they finished with 60 points you know what looking at back at that i don't think they uh, if (laughs) if i had predicted it right i think they would have been below below 50 around the 40 range I was actually more surprised at the lackluster of all the other teams that have like these star players like LAFC and LA Galaxy. Like they like they have Chicharito, they have like you know uh, who's the dude from LAFC? I can't remember his name from the top of my head, but like those guys are those guys should have been you know going into the season with. Uh, high potential to you know have the top playoff spots but no the reality was um you know real real salt lake got in crazily they almost got into the cup uh vancouver minnesota uh, finishing at number five portland number four um which was just insane uh kansas city number three seattle two and uh, Colorado just took the spot out of nowhere. But again, it, it, Seattle had the chance to be number one and get the bye week, but they they didn't do anything in the last two games of the season um, to score any points. Otherwise, we would have locked number one because Kansas City just fucked up in at the end. And uh, yeah, um, but again, you know, we n- never really had our players, to begin with, like most, you know, all of our great players were just sidelined with injuries. So, you know, I looked, I, wa- you know, I walked into this with an open mind saying it's, it is what it is. Like, uh, if we score some points here and there, but we were scoring points like every game, we were winning like every game until right when we got into the stretch of the summer and then we got into the stretch of all these other cup games like uh, Copa America what was the other one the gold cup um uh, the european cup you know a lot of players guys were getting selected from their countries to go play for them so that you know the team had to that that also played a factor so the teams had to reshuffle and that's unfortunate and seattle had to deal with that too i remember when we when seattle traveled to austin they had nothing but like 15 year olds playing on the field and uh, while everybody else was like serving their countries for the for, for the for the national uh, uh game so um yeah man and that's another thing that I don't really appreciate about about like the more the more I've become of an MLS like uh viewer it's like like I don't want I hate how all these like Federation games are all cup games are also getting involved in with the selection of our, you know, our league players. Like it's great, but man, in the, you know, the pandemic didn't help either because now they they're squishing everything. And now you got the world cup happening next, uh, next, you know, this upcoming year in the, in, you know, close to the fall, winter and, which is crazy to me because it's usually in the summer. Um and yeah, just uh I don't I don't really like how how it's how it's interfering with our league and how and you know, if your player gets hurt, well then we've lost our player because of that. You know, I would have rather lost our player through injury through a game at home, you know, in our league. And that's just I mean, thank the lord that that didn't happen, but or when you loan a player to a different, you know, country for a different league, that also hurts like Jordan Morris. So, yeah, I just don't um, I don't really like that. I don't really like these cup games that happen like, I, I you know, they're cool if every two years. You know, I wouldn't mind that, but not like every year. And uh, if you guys don't know, the <laughs> it's crazy how the season ended on the 11th of December and now next month or next year they're already starting camps they're already starting preseason and the sounders don't you know the sounder season starts at the end of february of i believe the 27th against nashville so there's not even a lot of break in my opinion and you know i still don't think there's going to be players that are going to be ready i mean there's still players that are still nursing injuries and you know that takes a while that takes a while to get back on you know on your feet and you know i just it's just it's just a wacky um you know upcoming season and i I, i'm hoping you know i'm curious to see what you know a year from now in 2023 how the schedule is going to be i hope it goes back to march that way there's enough um you know time to you know for the players to rest up take a rest nurse from injuries and be back on it this is not you know going to be a great um it, it just feels like a hurry up season pretty much to me and shout out to the to the the furnace vent i'm i apologize if you guys can hear that just just i mean i'm gonna close it up real quick if i can with my feet there you go able to reduce that sound (laughs) but uh yeah that's just like again i'm just really unfortunate that the mls i just feel like major league soccer got the worst end of the stick when it comes to all this and then i just don't um i just don't like it And, you know, back to the Sounders. Again, you know, the cup games. And then they also had... They were also in the League's Cup. And and they faced uh, Lyon, I believe. Which was another disappointing... That was another disappointing uh, uh, game. Because they could have solidified the club in, you know, one of those prestigious cups. But they didn't. And I'm not too mad at this season. Because they had... Um, they were, they were going in injuries from, from the start and, uh, you know, some players were checking in, some players were checking out. So it was just not really inconsistent. We, I didn't feel like we didn't have a, a, cons- a consistent, um, all-star team, uh, in the lineup and, um, and then when, like when that cut came around or the side-by-side game, like it just like we threw in all of our players that were just coming off injury and it just didn't look good in my opinion like they just weren't in sync and i didn't really i wasn't feeling that and i don't think um that's the way to do it but you know and again was this season successful i would i mean from uh from one standpoint yes because they gave it their all they gave it you know they were still able to qualify into the playoffs they got to you know the finals at league's cup um and they performed uh, really crazy in some of these games like putting w- hanging six points uh, at portland in the summertime like that that's just wild to me and and uh, what was really wild is that they were in first place throughout this whole season that you know that that was that's remarkable so you know shout out to you know to the Seattle Sounders FC and uh, I look forward to seeing what what they do these next 2 months and and be ready for February but yeah and so again Colorado you know finished first Seattle second Kansas City third and Portland fourth I was I was I was really surprised how Salt Lake did in the playoffs even though that they got eliminated in the you know in the Western Cup to move on to you know you know against portland that was that was pretty remarkable i was i was pretty crazy and um man how the fuck did portland (laughs) i can't believe portland just just they were the dark horse they really just creeped up in there and um they 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 got in It was, it was it's wild to me i don't think they would have done great against uh kansas city or uh or us but um i i am kind of i am more disappointed that colorado didn't capitalize shit in you know in the in the playoffs they got the bye week and they still lost um so yeah i i, I really thought seattle had that lock but they didn't so they they didn't so it is what it is as far as the eastern conference man shout out to the to the boys from the bronx man the new york city fc club man i'm so happy for them for their their first like championship for that city and they they haven't they've they haven't been around that long like i think it was i think this is what their fifth year fifth sixth year they haven't been that long uh in in mls um, shout out to uh, michael johnson i believe yeah the goalkeeper or sam johnson i think um you know i always thought he was a great goalkeeper for, you know t- just how built he is and you know how he stands on his line to block the shots and he was i i had a feeling he was going to be the difference maker um in those in that shootout penalty when the game went 120 minutes against uh, portland um and I, I i didn't like that matchup with steve clark who was the portland's goalkeeper but i knew I, I i knew johnson had it in him and he he blocked the shots that were necessary for for uh you know for the win and um yeah man i'm just so happy for that club uh but yeah in the in the eastern conference uh, new england finished first uh, philadelphia nashville third And then New York City in fourth, and then uh, and shout out to Atlanta because Atlanta at one point did not have a did not have no business being in here until you know one of the Sounders uh, coaching staffs, Gonzalo Pineda, uh, you know, you know became the head coach, and yeah, it's just uh, uh, I'm a little bummed out because like. I uh, you know that's that's our coach, bro. Like, come on, why why you why you leave like that? That's, <laughs> that's not cool, man. But he, I mean, I and I think he could have been a difference maker throughout the rest of the season because I I believe he was a difference maker in our coaching staff throughout the season. Um, what was really weird though was when Real Salt Lake uh, head coach resigned and became and he took Gonzalo Pineda's coaching uh, assistant. Uh, when Pineda left and i didn't it's that was just bizarre to me and i i, I don't get it but I, I guess he wasn't he wasn't that guy in in real salt lake but real salt lake did better without him so uh, yeah it's just uh kind of weird so yeah atlanta finished fifth orlando finished uh six and in new york uh red bulls finished at seventh so, yeah, and um yeah, that's just, you know, that wraps up the the whole MLS. Um we'll see. We'll see, man. We'll see what happens this upcoming season then in, in 2022 cuz there's a lot of, you know, I I didn't expect how this season was going to end and um and the way how some teams that were at the bottom, but I'll say this. Like, it doesn't matter if you're number four or, you know, dead to bottom, the bottom seed in when it comes to Major League Soccer. Those guys can be the ones playing in the MLS Cup. It is what it is. And if your team goes, like, uh, let's just say 90 minutes, go to extra time, and there's still no winner after 120 minutes, and then they go into shootout penalties, they they all have a chance and again seattle was in that position against real salt lake in the in that first leg and they they lost in shootout penalties and i i thought they should have beat them you know before it even went uh, after 90 minutes they should have they should have controlled and uh, scored some points but they didn't so you know anything can happen in the playoffs and you know that's really where that's really where you you know you give it your your best but um yeah that just that you know i'm heartbroken but it is what it is so um you know life goes on <laughs> so yeah um so, yeah i just wanted to you know say what i you know say what i say about that and you know we'll move on from from there so let's move on to one of my favorite and one of the hottest uh um sports world right now since what since the events of UFC 269 Oliveira versus Poirier man that was that was insane like uh that that whole pay-per-view card man um and I'm gonna say this because th- you know what really the real the real highlight of that pay-per-view was Juliana Pena submitting Amanda Nunes like that and it's crazy to me because I always keep up uh, with, you know, one of my favorite MMA reporters, journalist, Ariel Hawani. And I remember when she when he had her uh, back in the spring and just calling her out and, you know, the, her game plan, how she was going, how she's going to beat her. And last week, Saturday night, she did it exactly how she said she was going to do it. I was blown away but i and i i don't know what it was but i just believed that juliana pena was gonna because that out of all the other girls that amanda Nunes uh fought they they just looked intimate they just didn't look like they want to be in there they just it, it's just something about um, about amanda that just got into in the into their heads and they couldn't do anything about it i think the biggest one was the chick from australia she's got these long lengthy arms and legs like she she literally has more like mass body mass than and she just couldn't even figure it out i think she got destroyed before even 30 seconds came in um and i just i was just surprised so um yeah and i was just i was just it was so wild to me how how um that those exchanges uh those you know punch exchanges that were happening and how Juliana was just like connecting uh every single time and you know Pender you know she made she made Amanda retreat you know at the cage and then took her down and then rear naked choke and submitted her i was just i was i've never seen somebody dominate somebody who's who's literally had the belts for that long so um yeah i was just uh it it blew me away and um that that was what stole the night for me like i don't know how else to put that (laughs) like that was just that was that was insane that was insane bro like i i never seen something like that just you know like, I'm going to beat your ass, and this is how it's going to be done. And, yeah, um, other than that, for some reason, I I really didn't know how this fight with Oliver and Poirier was going to play out. But, um, uh, uh, man, I had Poirier to be I – mean, just to be fair, I, I told my bros, like, Dustin is gonna pull this out, but God damn it, Oliver is just so damn good, and I knew that, I knew that there's a, a like eighty percent chance, he uh he was, Poirier was gonna fall was gonna fall the same way like, Khabib, did him in, and uh oh, it was just it was heartbreaking because I really was looking forward to seeing him get crowned as champ and you know he 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 worked his way up to 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 the title shot i mean i mean he earned it you know when he when he fought khabib and that didn't go well so he went back to the drawing board and you know fought a few people i guess uh, this whole connor i mean that the rematch that happened in january that was you know uh, that was a, a great a great match and uh glad to see him get the w unfortunately when in august or july that didn't you know pan out the way that that he wanted it but he got you know he got his money he definitely got his money i mean he had the choice i mean instead of michael chandler um facing Oliveira, that could have been him but not he wanted to chase the money fight and i'm pretty sure he got a big payday out of that and uh and you know they that, that was really the contenders and then from there he fought Oliveira, who was the crown champ after beating chandler and, and of course he got money there so i mean i mean looking back at that yeah he didn't get the title but man he made so much money in just three fights like fighting connor once fighting connor again for the third time uh in their career and then having that title shot like like he he's good he's set like he, <laughs> like i mean don't be sad i mean i mean you didn't get the title you know you didn't win the title but man you you made a lot of money and um you know you that's that's good and um you know i feel bad for him because you know he doesn't know if he's ever gonna you know fight at that weight again and if he's ever gonna go for another title shot run um it just it's it sucks and you know right now what makes sense in my opinion for him is uh, i think that i think that nate diaz fight and now that nate diaz got a multi contract to fight more you know more people i think that's the way to go so why not why not you know run that you know bout that they never actually fought you know that it makes sense to me so i would definitely uh uh, if I was Dana, I'd make that. That's a reasonable match. I mean, if he does go up to welterweight, I mean, there's a lot of players there and, um uh, you never know. And, you know, Kamara's already ran in through, you know, ran through all of them. Um, he's already beat Colby twice. Uh, he beat Jorge twice. Um, you know, the only thing that he's got left is, uh, who's the, who's the dude again? Uh, Leon Edwards and, Uh, is Hamjai Chamai in that weight class? I think he is. And, yeah. um, And, of course, if Dustin stays at welterweight, let him stay in welterweight. I mean, if that's his natural weight, because he doesn't look like he's a lightweight. Like, he maybe back in the day, but he looks more dense. Like, he's just more, you know, more built. And I firmly believe that he should stay at welterweight. If if you know his body, if that's his comfortable weight that he should be at, so you know, never say never. You know, you could be the next person lined up for that title, and all of those fighters have already been beaten. So why not? um As far as all of error goes, I guess the next fight to make is geiji and now and that's gonna suck. You know, because Geji's a goddamn killer, that's that's no walk in the park. I mean, that guy he's got sledgehammer uh, hands and um yeah uh <laughs> yeah i don't uh i think yeah that's that's the next match to make and i you know hopefully we see that sometime in the spring um other than that um i don't really yeah i mean this is just two two fights already let's see him go you know through that whole um you Know through that whole raw uh division. Um, I, I don't want to hear anything about Connor. Connor's just you know, I don't even know what I don't even know if he can even be at the same level as he once was because I mean, you know, getting destroyed by Dustin and then having an injury like that, I don't think you can play at you know, fight at that top level again. It's it's really tough. Um, you know, some people have some people have just haven't um you know or never will so um yeah i'd be curious to see what happens with him so yeah i mean kind of sums it up i mean i would love to see chandler and mcgregor that'd be a good fight to make wouldn't mind that but who knows um and yeah and what else happened in that call oh, sean o'malley finally ranked i believe he's ranked number 13 um yeah he's ranked number 13 so uh him of course I, you know his next fight has to be somebody you know down the ladder and you know get him you know moving forward so that way he can you know he can get his credibility against those other uh top tier fighters that way he can get closer to that bantamweight title um and uh oh and you know who kai france that dude is on the rise like my god that was just insane that was that was a demolition derby on cody garbrandt and i didn't really like that i didn't really like him going down to fly away it's just that's just that's just not he needs to just stay at bantamweight but you know gaby nelson maybe he he should just stop fighting because man he's just been he's been through so many wars and just been for him to get clipped like that. I just uh I don't really want to see him fight. So, um and then, you know, just to get dominated by somebody smaller than him, it's just it sucks. It's sad. So, yeah. Um Oh, and then uh what else? Oh, and then of course, what 3 4 weeks from now, you got UFC 270, uh, you know, sarah gans versus francis naganu Naga- for the world heavyweight title uh what's the brandon moreno versus Figueroa again that's that's gonna be an amazing card uh, i'm looking forward to that so you know we'll we'll keep in touch with that and see um once we get closer Um who else is i can I not don't, i don't know who else is on top of that card but um yeah that's you know not not a great way to st- uh great way to start the the year with a heavyweight fight and of course you know the flyweight title on the line so the smallest title and the big title <laughs> so yeah that's uh, i'm looking forward to that um and you know what's crazy eagle fc i don't know if you guys ever heard of that but this is a new promotion based out of uh russia Or I believe it is from Russia. Uh, I gotta check my sources on that, but I know that Khabib Nurmagomedov bought it, and he wanted to be involved. And you know, uh, he did a few interviews. Why? And you know, he says that he can bring a lot of knowledge to this, to the sport, uh, or to this promotion, and make it big, make it global. You know, wants to be. You know, uh, I know he has a great relationship with Dana White, so. You know, a lot of those questions was asked, like, you know, you're going to run into Dana when it comes to signing these people or or if people leave and this and that. And, you know, it's part of the business. So uh, I'm pretty sure it could be knew what he was doing when, you know, when he took, you know, the promotion seat, promoter seat and started doing all this. Um, Good for him. Um, You know, seeing him, you know, being active with in the sport of mixed martial arts, even though he's not fighting anymore. So, you know, kudos to him um so yeah i i think they have a i think they have an official bout uh soon i think it's in february or march of 2022 and i know that they just signed kevin lee and they literally paid that man in bitcoin all his whole contract in bitcoin which is kind of wild um but yeah he's one he got released by the ufc and now he he found a home he 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 signed with eagle fc so yeah and um uh, yeah man i just you know that's just you know what i got to say about mixed martial arts and uh for the time being and uh oh i will say this man uh that match with uh anthony Pettis' brother sergio pettis when he fought uh karaguchi uh in bellator when literally the the odds were against him he was like down three rounds and he came up with that knockout punch to retain his 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 title that was insane so kudos to him for that fight man that was that guy's not easy to beat so the way how he knocked him out in that fashion kudos to him man um other than that yeah uh i want to move on to something that i that has been happening throughout you know the beginning or in the middle of october to the end of november to our final great you know well not great but our final boxing fight of the of the month year which is that uh paul versus woodley two. but let's go back to october for a second and let me let me bring in my favorite uh soundbite that's right, boxing baby. So, man, that whole let's talk let's go with the heavyweight division, man. I mean, we kind of kind of know exactly who's who stands at the top top at the moment. I mean, Joshua goes down in September, he loses to uh um, to Alexander Usyk, loses all his titles. Cool. He got his rematch clause like he always does. Well, I mean, for the second, you know, consecutive time, so he's got his rematch clause with Usyk and then um you know tyson fury destroys uh, wilder in that last round but wilder put up a you know he put up a, a great fight in that fourth fifth round or no it was the fourth round i believe where he put where he sat him down twice and you know that that was just that was crazy um and then that third i think it was the third round where tyson was the one that that took him down and then the fourth came up and boom I thought it was. Oh, I thought Wilder was going to retain the title, but that fight went all the way close to the distance until you know he came up with that shot by the ropes and and just he was he was done. Um, um, I does does Wilder become a champion again in the future? Maybe so. I just uh, that he can kiss that WBC goodbye though. It's not. It, there is it, that, that's not not gonna happen anytime soon i mean he can be the end i mean he might be an interim which i hate interim belts but there's a great chance that that's going to happen because uh tyson fury is gonna have to is gonna face dillian white and i don't know what they do with once that interim belt uh gets how do you say it excuse me how do um when a person loses their interim belt to the champion i wonder what happens then do they make another interim uh uh title belt like like what's the deal that this is why i i i'm opposed to interim belts interim belts are stupid that's like saying i'm an assistant manager to the boss it's dumb i i hate interim belts so yeah that's just uh i wonder if if they'll put wilder in that kind of situation or or he goes for the for those other belts that Usyk has in the foreseen future but i think i think uh wilder will have like a tuna fight in the spring somewhere in the spring and then he'll move closer to going for any of those belts but i mean as far as him and tyson go i don't think they're gonna ever run it back the only way they can run that back is wilder would have to you know uh he would have to make a a real good run like he would have to beat a few other people to get to to get to fury if fury becomes undisputed champion because mark my words there will be an undisputed champion in in the year 2022 um if it only if Usyk can can beat joshua and and while in uh fury can um you know walk past uh dillian white which i definitely see that happening and i'm excited for that i'm actually more excited for that than the joshua fight because joshua's fight was just uh he just can't you can't really deal well with a real technical boxer who has way more experience than him yeah um, and you kind of saw that with with ruiz i mean the the fact that he fought the fact that ruiz couldn't switch up is is is, is whack but um yeah you know how he will weather he doesn't weather really well with fighters that have more experience than him so you know that i just see tyson and olexander fighting for the you know for the undisputed belts uh at heavyweight um so yeah um and then for super middleweight man that was such that's that's a crazy that's so crazy what canelo alvarez has done in just literally in one year let's go back to last year of december he beats callum smith for some some hanky danky uh wbc belt february he beats yeldrum has the wbc belt cinco de mayo weekend he beats billy joe saunders he stops billy joe saunders he couldn't continue he gets the wba belt i believe he already has the wbo so then now he he already has all the belts and now he his last opponent which was last month caleb plant stops him in like in the 11th round i believe like that's insane bro like he did all of that within one year that that's impressive so he's he's the unified undisputed super middleweight champion um you know rumor it has i mean it's a rumor but to me right now, I see it as a rumor because nothing, nothing's been confirmed on the table, in my opinion. But I believe he's going to go up to cruiserweight, which is what, like 20, 30 pounds up to fight that one dude. I don't know. his. I can't pronounce his name, but he, ha- he holds the, the WBC belt. So that makes sense if you're going to go up there. Don't do what you did with Kovalev. I don't care about that belt. Um, but, yeah, that's just... Uh, that I don't know. I think he should just stay down weight classes and beat everybody else he hasn't, you know, fought yet. Um, like Bubu Andrade, Andrade, the you know Charlo, uh, Benavides. First off, Charlo and Benavides need to fight first before they can touch Canelo. Like all this BS talking about Canelo's, you know cherry-picking fighters he does what he wants i mean he's he's got all he's got all the brass now i mean he kind of he kind of is like going the floyd route with some of these fighters but again we gave floyd crap, and so now we got to give canelo crap nah I, I like canelo's resume over floyd's uh um for, for a lot of reasons i mean he fought triple g twice that's that that's not easy so i think that they need to they need to kill each other first before they can go to uh, canelo so yeah I, it'll be interesting i you'll you'll probably fight twice one in Cinco de Mayo, and then he'll fight uh, on mexican independence day i think that's i think that's right um so yeah that's just you know my take on that super middleweight division welterweight um it's been disappointing lackluster if you ask me um spence doesn't even fight at all this year with his fucked up eye kind of makes me wonder if he'll ever be the same fighter that he once was before his car accident um pacquiao retires um what else uh you know he's he's on the rise again um crawford no longer was top rank however they may be able to negotiate like maybe a fight here a fight there um you know going into 2022 i think uh crawford has uh, that fight has to happen that fight has to happen otherwise um if if not then you know it's it's, it'll be one of boxing's disappointments because that that should be a fight that should happen um i don't know what else what else is that i'm trying to remember what else happened in that division yeah because spence has the ibf he's got the wbc crawford has the wba and ugas has the wbo and ugas already has a mandatory so he's already out of the question i mean he would have to fight I think the fight to make would be Ugas and Crawford after Ugas is done fighting whoever his mandatory is since because we don't know what is going to happen with Spence. So until then, that that would be the direction that I would go. But we'll see. Um, the lightweight division is fire too. Um, not too long ago, we just all the belts just went to a different direction with the uh, went from Teofimo Lopez it went from Lomachenko to Teofimo Lopez and now it goes to George Cambosas Jr. That is insane. Um, all those bells just went to Australia now. So oh my god that's just that that's insane. Uh, man, shout out to Cambosas cuz I don't think anybody saw that coming. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that that crazy punch thrown at Kem uh, at Teofimo like that was just that was wild man Uh, i've never don't doubt that man ever again so shout out to kambosis for you know winning the belts and and i was disappointed i was really disappointed in teofimo lopez's corner like how you gonna their game plan was just shit fuck him up bro fuck him up like that's i've never seen a corner uh you know since i've been covering and watching boxing i've never seen some cornerman do that kind of shit like that that's just ridiculous you you don't that's not the game plan you come up with come on um and you know i'm also a pro against this whole father's being in their son's uh corner i, I don't think that really works um and you kind of saw how people felt a different way when Porter, Sean Porter's dad talked in the ring about how he wasn't prepared, but you prepared him. You were the one that was preparing him in camp. How are you going to say that in the ring after a great fight, a great performance that Sean Porter uh, put up against Terrence Crawford? That's ridiculous. Um, and here we are uh, at the end of November, Teofimo getting the worst you know advice from his dad in the corner so man and you know the worst part about that loss is that there's no rematch clause like it is what it is and now they're talking about moving up weight to 140 or some shit like that's just that's wild to me um that's just wild that there was never a rematch clause or anything like that so, I mean, they, they, I think they really thought that they were going to smoke this dude and, and, and then just, you know, he was going to be in the rear rear mirror and they thought wrong. So, yeah, it's just, uh, it's wild. Uh, as far as, you know, the rest of the lightweights, oh, it can make a great conversation about Lomachenko coming back, getting his belts. I mean, he looked good against Comley the other, uh, last weekend. It was on fire um devin haney i think that's the fight that they're going to make next haney versus uh cambosis for for all the belts all the marbles um as far as uh and what, what's going to happen with ryan garcia like what's going to happen with that where is he going to be in the mix because i don't know i don't have an answer right where, where he goes like that's just you know that that has a lot of question marks in my opinion and let's not forget um uh, what's his name god i can't, can't remember his name right now uh da, 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 gervonte davis that that right there that's that's the that's the killer that's the guy that's going to be undisputed uh eventually in that in that division i i mean i've kind of already seen how how haney fights how garcia fights Cambosas. i don't think they have the same power as Javante davis i think i think he clobbers them and uh we'll see what happens we'll see what happens in that lightweight division in 2022 so mm, yeah it'll be interesting I, i'm really curious where ryan garcia goes uh next because he he only had one fight, and then he was supposed to fight in the middle of the year, and he had his depression situation going on, and glad he took care of that. I think that's more important than boxing, going back to boxing. So, um, you know, I'm happy for him that he took care of that. Um, and you know, I think he I think he has another tuna fight or something. I mean, I mean when you're when you have a layoff that long, I don't think fighters should throw themselves into the wolves with some top killer that just you know came off a a victory um but you never know man you never know how they perform so yeah and okay and then the last fight or the last thing i'll wrap up for boxing is well boxing's last fight of the year i guess tomorrow or in the morning or whenever you tune in saturday (laughs) to this episode uh jake paul versus tyron woodley too um that's um that's that's it. <laughs> crazy how the, crazy how the year ends. Originally, this was was supposed to be Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury, but Tommy Fury pulled out. He had some injury in his ribs or some shit, and they, you know, Tyron picked up the phone. He's like, "Bet we're gonna have this match," and they had this match. So now that's that's where they stand. Um. <sighs> If I were you guys, I would not bet on this (laughs) because from one side, you know, Woodley has the power, but can he put him away? And Jake Paul, I mean, you know, he's unpredictable. I mean, if he lands the shot, he lands the shot. He'll knock you out, you know, so I'd. uh i mean i had woodley winning the first one i'm gonna roll the dice and go with woodley again i i think he might he might get it done if if he's persistent and able and you know persistent and and just on point um and then you know frank gore's in in those uh undercards i believe uh who else oh amanda serrano can't forget her she's fighting that the european chick I, I don't remember her name but she did fight K- katie Taylor, so there is a lot of credibility in that in that boxer and uh that'll be a a fight to watch for sure um and then you know moving forward will amanda serrano get her you know match with katie Taylor? who knows um but yeah that's going to be saturday night um for anybody that wants to watch that kind of boxing, celebrity boxing and MMA versus boxing. That's that's right there for y'all. So now let's go to the NFL Pickups. And this is the part where I know Gabe's got all his ears cause listening into this episode. So let's uh let's take a look at that. Um uh, that the overall um, score sheet, sir, because uh, I don't think you're going to win. So <laughs> I'm just loading it up right now because, yeah, let's see, there it is. Let me turn on my, let me turn on a few of my sound bites because you had this coming to you, bro. So, okay, let's, 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 let's read up on this. So, Right now, going into week 15, Gabe, you know, has a record of 111 victories and 97 losses. <laughs> yeah, I kind of knew it. <sighs> and then me, the top dog that I am, I have 137 Victories with 71 losses, so kudos to me. And uh, moderate Mike the basement. He's just he's terrible. He's got 85 dubs and 123 losses. <laughs> and uh, man you got you got to give, give a shout out to e Elliott. he's no longer in last place he's no longer the basement he's got 80 he's, he's literally winning by a point over mike 86 dubs and 124 ls so uh, shout out to e so really me first place top dog as usual nothing surprising there uh gabe you know second place and then goes e third in last place mike so that's just you know that's that's the that's the update right now for the NFL pickems 2021 spreadsheet for anybody that's been uh you know <laughs> that's <laughs> been keeping up with it throughout the season the delta variant edition slash omicron edition so <laughs> man what a wild wacky week in the nfl uh you know now they're moving games on they're moving two games tuesday they're moving one game on monday um there was supposed to be two games happening uh saturday or if you're again if you're listening to this on saturday today then yes today um uh, and then that that got moved again uh that sucks um and then of course seattle was gonna play on uh, sunday and because the rams have 30 plus covid patient you know covid covid positives they had to move it um i believe there's like 100 players in the nfl that are positive right now which is just wild i like that that surge just went up like crazy so it's uh it's this is one of those seasons where you gotta you know look out look out for your health get vaccinated and and you know wear a mask unfortunately but that's just the reality and um and yeah um other than other than that uh, there's one more thing i want to get into but i'm gonna read off my my spreadsheet for or my pickums for this for week 15 so i came off a victory and so did e against the kansas city chiefs over the la chargers of course uh you know gabe you know and mike didn't really make any picks or they probably just forgot but still how do you expect to beat me bro you're not gonna beat me again you're not that guy um and then so okay so now um the next uh Vegas at Cleveland I have Las Vegas um sp- you know especially with few other players on covid restriction or covid uh, list or whatever they call that um i think uh Las Vegas has the advantage uh New England uh, so i have Las Vegas He has Cleveland uh, New England at Indianapolis. I have New England. The Wow, it's just a crazy turn of events how New England um, is playing. And really, they, they really turned it up after they lost to Tom Brady in their own uh, at Foxboro. Crazy to see how well they've been playing. So me and E both have New England. Carolina at Buffalo. I have Buffalo. So does E um kind of disappointed how this season has or the second half of this season for the bills has been but they also have a tough schedule too um jets and at miami uh, we and E both have miami miami with that six and seven record right now um again they pulled some weird wacky shit last year too but didn't get into playoffs but they're in the hunt again for this year uh well, the Washington, Washington Redskins at the Eagles. Uh me and E both have Philly. Um I just two teams. I both of these teams, even though they're in the hunt, I don't think neither of them gets in. Um Arizona at Detroit. Uh we me and E both have Arizona. Uh Houston at Jacksonville. And this is where I'm gonna get to later, late, you know, after my pickings. So we both have Jacksonville uh dallas at the giants I, we both have uh the cowboys tennessee at pittsburgh we both have tennessee um cincinnati at denver we both have cincinnati um and then you know what r.i.p to dt demarius thomas that was really unfortunate what you know uh his passing um glad it was nothing like you know a shooting or anything like that and he passed away in his home um but still man uh, one of the legends in the game as far you know when it comes to receiving and um it comes to being a wide receiver and you know he's well accomplished super bowl champion um you know just really unfortunate that you know he, he passed away and um you know may his legacy move on, uh go on and and uh you know i wish his family the best so yeah. yeah um let's see atl at san francisco i me and me and e both got san francisco green bay at baltimore green bay come on green bay seattle at the rams i'm gonna be honest with you man this game is weird to me cuz seattle's just you know they they had two victories but uh, i'm picking the rams i'm sorry <laughs> i just don't see seattle getting in i just don't it, they need so much help in order to even squeeze in into the playoffs and since there wasn't any forfeits then i would have then there would have been a a discussion oh they do have a chance to get into the playoffs but no they they they're, their their game just got moved couple days uh late so i have the rams and so does e new orleans at tampa bay we both me and e both have tampa bay um minnesota at chicago uh we're both gonna take minnesota on that one and that wraps up for week 15 nfl pickums and now i want to get to something that really is has been disappointing this season and that is good old urban Meyer and let's let's hear what one of these CNN reporters have to say about good old urban
1: breaking overnight after less than a year in Jacksonville urban Meyer has been fired as the Jaguars head coach this move coming after a year full of controversy and losing the Jaguars owner Shad Khan saying that it, it, this in a quote after deliberation over many weeks and a thorough analysis of the entirety of Urban's tenure with our team, I am bitterly disappointed to arrive at the conclusion that an immediate change is imperative for everyone. Wreaking our trust and respect was a struggle, regrettably, in. And joining me now to discuss is.
0: Yeah, that is. That's just. I'm extremely disappointed, you know, and I've been an Urban Meyer. For, fan since high school you know seeing him you know with uh the florida gators with you know having tim tebow um percy harvin um and, you know there's a lot a, lot, a couple of other players that you know that were really good but some of them you know don't exist in this earth anymore like aaron hernandez and you know it's just like he he had some good he's He had his moments there. And then, of course, he had his moments at Ohio State. And uh, uh, and then you hear all these reports. uh, Not only did he get the keys in Jacksonville, but, like, you know, year one, you're either going to do well or you're going to suck. And it's okay if you suck. Like, you, that's the beauty about, about the first year is, like, you know, you you get to correct your wrongs and rewrite them the following year and a guy like that guy was not not going to get fired based off his credentials in college but unfortunately you, you know he's he's like and I'm going to make a great example when I back that up is like Jim Moore right what's he you know he does not have the same credentials like Urban Meyer and, he, and that's why he got ousted that that one year when he was uh, head coach for Seattle now Urban Meyer in his case i think he would have he would have he would have completed if if the season went haywired second third yes he would have been fired but uh, he was he for sure would have had a, a second opportunity in the season i mean the man signed a five-year deal so uh yeah I, i'm just uh i'm really disappointed in the fact that you know you have that whole bar situation where some girl's dancing upon him and doesn't travel to uh with the team back home stays in in uh ohio uh, after the loss and then you and then these new reports about how he's canning all the the coaching staff and how he kicked the kicker for you know not doing his job or some shit like like man you deserve to get fired you don't you don't even deserve to have a job uh in in football to be a to be quite honest i think you need to retire hang it up don't even be on the broadcast anymore like you you just need to you you need to just retire bro like it's just you we we now know who you are and for you to not only when you were in that whole scandalous situation at Ohio State, you 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 get a clean slate. You go to Jack, you know, you go to Jacksonville. They give you, they literally give you the keys. They literally gave you control of who you're gonna pick out as far as your your quarterback goes. And now your quarterback is bummed, you know, embarrassed. I mean, I would feel embarrassed if I was Trevor Lawrence, uh, and and this is how the season plays out didn't even finish his con- his his first year it's, just, it's fucking embarrassing to me so yeah man and i had high hopes i talked a lot of shit between you know with mike and gabe you know about like oh they're gonna be in the playoffs and i even said it was gonna be playoffs and i was hoping he would have that same energy tenacity like he did in his college days with all what the re- recruiting and all that type all that type of shit it's 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 diminished. It's gone. Hasta la vista. It's over. I mean, I don't know what else to say about this. This is just uh, embarrassing to me. Let's see what this what this reporter has to say about about the rest of the situation.
1: Report from NFL Insider. And, you know, Ian, we have to be clear about what the latest thing was, right? This comes after former uh, Jaguars kicker Josh Lambert told the Tampa Bay Times that Meyer, quote, uh, kicked him. He said, Urban Meyer, while I'm in that stretch position, he's talking about being in a lunge, which is a vulnerable position, comes up to me and says, and I'm quoting, hey, dipshit, make your effing kicks and kicks me in the leg. Um, That one incident didn't happen in a vacuum, but why was this the final straw?
0: Yeah, man, you don't do that to your... Fucking kicker man? That's your kicker. What is wrong with this man? This man is just this man needs need needed to go. No exceptions. He he had to he had to be ousted. This is just not okay. I'm so happy he's gone now. Just a, a bad coach and I'm definitely I'm definitely a, a sad this is who he is this is this is this is who he is this is urban meyer so yeah you don't where, where's the level of respect or you know from coach boss to employee you know coach to player Where where is the level of respect you don't. this isn't this isn't the old days this is not the old days anymore This is we're literally you know right around the corner from 2022, so any of you coaches out there that, like I don't give a shit whether it's if you're like middle school, high school, professional, I hope you guys take notes of this. And if you feel have that same energy like Urban Meyer, I suggest you clean up your act or find something else to do, cause I'm I'm a I'm opposed to this kind of shit. Like I I i don't like it this is this this is this is sad and this is embarrassing so you know that's just my takes on my you know my two cents on this whole situation and um now i gotta face the music when i see gabe you know for the award show and uh, you know but i'm telling you right now gabe you know i'm you know i'm telling you how i feel right now so uh, the next time you get on i don't really want to yip yap about this <laughs> so but yeah I'm, I'm owning it up i'm owning up that you know they didn't they didn't do shit this year and it is what it is so yeah <laughs> anyway so yeah that uh you know that wraps up the, the episode of you know sports talk with lou episode 30 um 2020 you know and, you know the next episode will be in 2022 um i'm already making this official i'm gonna do an award show for 2021 for in, in all sports and all aspects and give you guys why they deserve my i don't even know what i would call it yet let's figure it out i can't just be called sports talk with lou award like it's um like i'm gonna come up with something so yeah um so yeah this is i guess this is the last episode of the year um you know cheers i guess because uh you know i found myself again in a weird situation where like things got um well i mean it kind of just they didn't get modified but um this was the new norm um and uh, you know a lot of things a lot of things changed in my life. I've made a lot of accomplishments, and now I'm making some new adjustments in my life. So um, that's why I've been doing the podcast like just once every month, not like continuously, unless you know something hot, something great's gonna happen within those weeks. Like, like uh, um, uh, like November. You know, like there was a boxing fight literally week after week, but I, I i would much rather have a summary of like all of you know that all the fights that happen that way we can give you a you know a full length of episode instead of um making it short even though i probably could have made it uh an hour's worth of just one you know take a fight but i didn't want to do that so um yeah i just uh um i don't know what i don't really have any ideas of how i would want how i i'm going to kick off my my sports talk with lou um pod like how like i know i want to see some people and you know get some of their perspectives and talk about things but um you know we'll we'll see we'll see uh it, it, it has to play with it has to revolve also with what i got going on within my life you know i'm just i'm you know Still trying to find uh, a job, you know, that that I'm happy with and, you know, start making a living. And, you know, I, I plan on having fun with this and, you know, on my free time as well. So, um, you know, given my takes and my perspectives on all this kind of stuff, and, you know, I'm always appreciative of everybody that's listening to this because, you know, I'm always appreciative, um, which is my only fan, Gabe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's just my take and uh on all that and um I do have some something that I've an idea that I've been wanting to to do aside from uh you know my podcast but um I'm still thinking about that um uh, if I wanna um do it or not um but you know we'll we'll see in 2022. If, if i make it happen if, if if it's something that i want to do so just be in the tune you know just be, you know just just listen in and you know we'll make it i'll make an announcement on it so but yeah so thank you guys uh for tuning in to this episode and i'll see you in 2022 award show um of course uh you can follow me on instagram one of one lou on yeah, Instagram and it's also the same uh as Twitter. So one uh O F one L U one of one Lou. Um I'm the dude with the with the new profile with the with the emoji uh in the in the MacBook. Can't miss it. Of course it'll save my profile with sports talk with Lou, so can't miss it. So thank you guys for tuning in and I'll definitely see you in
1: twenty twenty two. Peace.